We remember Jesus' birth. And you know, it reminds us that God had a plan. You know, God had a plan. It wasn't an accident that Jesus came. But he had a plan. I'd like to read from 1 Peter, the first chapter, beginning at the 18th verse. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Who through him we believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. It says God sent his son Jesus and redeemed us. You know, we weren't in right standing with God. Man, we had sinned. And we had fallen away from relationship. And God in his mercy sent his son Jesus. He had a plan. He had a plan to redeem us back to him. And it says that plan was before the foundations of the world. Now that gets, gets to be a little hard for us that, you know, God's plan was before the foundation of the world. Because he knew. You know, we remember God has no time. So with God, there is no time. So he knew what was going to happen. He knew what his plan was. And, and that plan was sending a son. Sending a son. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't an accident. It was God's plan. And then in Ephesians, the third chapter, the ninth verse, being at the ninth verse, it says, To make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places it says it says god who created all things and he had a plan he had a plan he had a plan you know we we sometimes i think forget and we get away from the fact that you know god knows what he's doing he's got a plan he had a plan he still has a plan you know he's still got a plan you know and i I sometimes, you know, I think it's great to remember Jesus' birth, you know. I think we need to. Um, it's kind of sad what's happening. I, I was watching, I watched a part of a Disney special the other night with some children. And uh, they were holding on to the traditions of Christmas. And I didn't watch it clear to the end, so I probably can't say. But up until the time when I watched it, which was quite a ways into it, there was no tradition of a child born. There's all the other traditions of the world. Everything else. You know, they were remembering everything else they could remember except the whole point. They were, couldn't remember God's plan. Couldn't remember God's plan, but God had a plan. And as God had a plan for mankind, God has a plan for each and every one of us now. God's got a plan. He's got a plan for us. It's not my plan. It's not my parents' plan. It's not your parents' plan. It's not your teacher's plan. You know, everybody gives you advice. Everybody wants to give you advice. You know, I remember when I was in school, I was in school and the guidance counselor, back then we had a fellow called a guidance counselor. I don't think they call him probably something else now. But anyway, he was a guidance counselor. He's the one that gave you all the advice. And uh, I would go to the guidance counselor and I would sit down and, and he would say, you know, what are you planning? And, you know, you need to go to college. And I say, no, I'm not going to college. Well, you have to go to college. No, I'm not going to college. I'm going to farm. I don't need to go to college to farm. You know, have, we have a big discussion, you know. He had a plan. I had a plan, you know. Nope, this isn't much, you know. And I, I stuck to my plan 
you know. I had a plan. So I, you know, got out of school, and it happened I was able to farm. I thought, wow, there's my plan. You know, we got enough ground to farm. We had enough livestock to take care of. I could now farm. And that lasted about a year and a half. And then the plan kind of went out the door through circumstances. And my plan started to change. In the midst of that, I remember feeling like there was a call in my life and feeling like God had a plan. He had a, he had a call in my life, but I couldn't figure that one out. His plan didn't seem to match my plan and his time. I, I just didn't get it. Couldn't, couldn't make it work in my head. So, you know, I went off to school, went off and got a job, and, and uh, I still felt like I had this call, but, you know, you got to, I don't know, I couldn't make it happen, I guess is all I can say. I just couldn't make it happen. So, you know, I worked, and I worked for 20 years. 20 years. You know, you, you know, sometimes we think when God says he's got a plan for us, we think, okay, let's get her done now. You know, let's, let's start the plan, and you start it now. And, you know, it's 20 years later. And then God opened a door for me to, to me to fill that call, that call that he had had. You know, and then I was in the ministry, and then I had a plan, and I thought, I don't know, I thought my plan was to retire. That was my plan. I, you know, we always got our plans, you know, we got our plans. And I thought, I thought, well, I'm going to retire. And, and then all of a sudden I found that, well, that wasn't the right plan, or I don't know. Um, I think it was an okay plan, but it just didn't go the way I thought. Did you ever have plans that didn't go the way you thought? And then afterwards you think, well, maybe that wasn't so bad after all. You know, hindsight is always good. Hindsight is pretty good, you know. So, you know, maybe I'm to the point in life. I'm, I say maybe because I'm not sure, but I know I have less plans than I used to, you know. Now it's kind of like, okay, Lord, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to show me. You're going to have to open this up. I'm not. You know, but isn't that how kind of life is? We we kind of go through life and we we have plans and and um, sometimes they happen. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we get in spots where maybe it didn't go the way we thought. We thought, wow, what's this? And, you know, let me say this. I don't think we can always analyze the whole thing. I don't think we can always analyze. Sometimes after time, you can maybe look back and do a little better at trying to figure out what was going on. I think a lot of times we can't, you know, that God has different plans than we do. You know, I think God does things in our lives to teach us things. That's never our plan. Trust me. When God wants to teach you something, that's not going to be your plan. Because to teach you something, usually he's got to put you in a hard spot. I don't know why that is. Probably because that's just the way we are, you know. But a lot of times to teach us something, he puts us in a hard spot but no matter what we no matter who we are and where we are god has a plan he has a plan for our life uh the children of israel went into captivity and uh in the middle of captivity the lord sent them a word and in jeremiah 29 11 it says for i i know the thoughts that i have towards you says the lord the lord knows the thoughts that he has towards us okay he knows and he says, I have thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. God says, you know, I know you're in captivity, but I'll tell you something. I still have a plan. I still have a plan. I have a plan to give you a future and a hope. You know, sometimes if you're in a hard spot and it's just not going the way you want it and things just don't seem right. 
know that God still has a plan. He's still got a future and a hope for you. He's got a plan. And, and, and sometimes when we're in those spots, depending on the situation, but sometimes we need to learn something or see what God's trying to show us because he might be trying to teach us. And if nothing else, he's teaching us to trust him and have patience because he still has a plan and a hope and a future. And God's got a good plan. It's a good plan. You know, sometimes we need to, I don't know, I suppose we start to think my plan's the good plan. You know, because I can kind of see how this ought to work. I can kind of see how this ought to go. This ought to happen. That ought to happen. I'll be happy. Everybody will be happy. That's a good plan. But God's got a good plan for us. In Psalms 37, 23, it says, The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. You know, we need to sometimes just trust him. Just trust him. Okay. I don't see what's going on and I can't figure out what's going on, but I trust the Lord that my steps are ordered by him. I trust that he's ordering my steps. And if this isn't the way he wants to go, I trust him that he'll help me turn around. You know, it's not saying you're always going to go exactly perfect. But if he orders our steps, if we get off a little bit, I trust he's going to get us back where we need to be. You know, and sometimes he'll do it a lot quicker if we don't fight him. You know, sometimes, you know, we try to get off on the wrong path, my path, and I'm so stubborn. I'm not going to admit that this is wrong and I'm going to fight and fight and I'm going to make it happen. Did you ever try to do something and make it happen? Oh. It takes a lot of energy to make things happen. You know, to use your strength. It takes a lot of strength to make something happen. And so we need to trust him and say, okay, Lord, my steps are ordered by you. I want to do what you want me to do. I think that's one of the most important things. We have to be willing to do what he wants us to do. Psalms 25, 12 says, Who is the man that fears or respects the Lord? Him shall he... Teach in the way he chooses. If we respect and trust and fear the Lord, he will teach us. He will teach us. He will guide us. He will direct us in the right way. And what do you always say? You can teach somebody if they're teachable. You know, he wants to teach us. I think one of the key things a lot of times is, am I teachable? Am I willing to listen? Or am I stubborn and set in my ways? You know, look at your children growing up. You know, don't you want to help your children so much? A lot of times you want to say, hey, here's the way to go. Here's the best way. They go, nope, I'm doing it myself. And then sometimes I think in wisdom, a parent says, okay, go ahead. That's how you're going to learn. You know, sometimes we say to our children, okay, you know, go ahead and try it. You know, and then sometimes that's how they learn. I'm not saying that's all bad. Sometimes that's how you learn, you know. I always say, you know, if hitting your head against the wall hurts so bad, then stop hitting your head against the wall. You know, learn, learn. You know, if life is always fighting you, learn. You know, some people just don't learn. We need to be teachable. We need to trust the Lord. We need to listen. We need to sometimes listen to others. Listen to people who give us maybe good advice. Don't li- I don't think we should listen to everybody. 
I heard a good message early this morning on people you should listen to. It was a great message. You know, you don't listen to just everybody. You know, you listen to godly people who give godly wisdom. You know, otherwise you're going to get yourself in trouble. Proverbs 20, 24 says, A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his ways? <laughs> I, I, I thought about that verse. That is really good. That is really good. My steps are of the Lord. So what makes me think I'm going to understand? You know, the Bible says his thoughts are not my thoughts and his ways are not my ways. They're higher. And so if, if he guides my steps, what makes me think I'm going to understand everything? How am I going to understand? I'm not. You know, sometimes we have to just realize you won't understand everything. And especially sometimes if the Lord directs your steps. Because his ways are different than your ways and higher than your ways. God sees things different than you do. Thank goodness. And think about it. You know, we would say, well, yeah, of course, God's, you know, he's way higher than me. We say that. But then we live our lives like we know better than him. And we say that without, oh, yeah, God's bigger than me and God knows everything. But then I live my life like I know everything. And I need to start walking by faith. You know, faith is trust in him and not seeing. Faith is a substance thing hoped for, the things we don't see. If I walk by that, then that means I'm going to walk in a lot of ways that I don't always see exactly what's going on. I don't always see the outcome. I don't always see God's plan. I don't always see that, but I have to trust him. I have to trust him and know that he's the one in charge and he's guiding me. Psalms 25, 4 says, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Show me, show me. So many times I think our prayer is, Lord, here's what I'm going to do. Would you please bless it? This is my plan. I've got a plan, Lord. I've got this plan and I want you to bless it. I want you to... Make it good. I want you to make it turn out good. I want you to make everything be good. So here's my plan. Probably a better way to come to him would be, Lord, show me your ways. Teach me your paths. You show me, not me tell you. You show me what I ought to do. I think that leaves us probably a lot of times with some uncertainty because like it says, we don't understand and I don't know about you, but I don't always like uncertainty. I don't, I don't like that always, you know. Probably very seldom if I was honest. I don't, you know, we don't like that. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what's happening tomorrow, the next day, the next day. But I think if we're honest about it, we can make plans. The Bible says, you know, you can make plans. But then you say, if the Lord wills. You know, I can make plans, but then I got to be willing to let him change them. If I think he really directs my paths and orders my steps, then I have to be willing to let him change that and just not be so stubborn that I'm like, nope, this is what I decided and we're going to do this one way or the other. A lot of times in marriages, I think it's, a, it's another place where when you make decisions, I think it's important to, you know, listen to one another. You know, sometimes in marriages we can be headstrong. This is my plan. This is my plan. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Oh, by the way, you better come along. You know, a lot of times I think 
in Christian families, it needs to be, okay, what does the Lord want us to do? What does the Lord want us to do? What's his plan? What's his plan? I found in the years, throughout the years, that when I find his plan, it sure seems to work a lot better. I'm not saying it's always smooth. It's not always perfect in my sense. But it always works better, and the outcome is always better. Because God's got bigger plans for you than you do. He's got bigger plans for you than you do. He has purpose for you beyond what you can think or see. And so I think it's important for us to realize that. And it doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter. God's still got a plan. It changes. Trust me, it changes. But he's still got a plan. He's still got a plan. There's still, there's still people that you can reach out to, still people you can touch that nobody else can. The, the people you reach out to just changes sometimes. But God still can use you, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. And he still has a plan. So I think no matter where we are, we don't, you know, I don't know. I was thinking about retirement, you know. Um, probably God doesn't really have a retirement. We've kind of just, the system has a retirement, so we think, well, then God probably does too, you know. And so we kind of buy into that. You kind of get to a certain point, then you kick back and do nothing. And, you know, if we're Christians, if we're Christians, we got to know that God's got a plan until the day we die and go be with him. He's still got a plan, no matter who we are. And we just need to be faithful to him, seek him. Know his plan. Because it's a good plan. It's a good plan. I think maybe next week I'm going to talk about God's next plan for mankind. Of course, that's obvious. Well, it's sort of obvious. But, you know, the big plan that's coming up is God's plan is he's going to return. You know, he's going to return. That's his big plan. You know, when we think about his birth, we look backwards and celebrate the birth. When we think about his next plan, we look forward to his coming again. And there's, there's things that we can draw off of his first coming that we can learn from about his second coming. But we need to realize that that's the next big thing is his coming again and his return. He's got a plan. He's got a plan. And nobody's going to deviate him from his plan. You know, man tries, I think, all the time to, to come up with another plan. Uh, you know, he's going to return. Uh, somebody said, you know, we might go to Mars and live on Mars, and that way when this earth is destroyed, why somebody could be on Mars and they could, well, you know what, I'll bet he's going to find you. <laughs> That's my guess. I'll bet he's going to find you on Mars. If we found it, I'll bet he can. <laughs> you know, um, it's kind of interesting, but, you know, God does have a plan, but he's got a plan for you and me. He's got a plan for us together. So we need to keep seeking him and find that plan. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we can trust you. We can rely upon you knowing you have a plan. Lord, you have a plan for each and every one of us. And Lord, we know that your biggest plan is to save us, that all might be saved that no one would perish. Lord, that's your plan for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, Lord, they've never trusted you as their Savior, never asked you to forgive them of their sins, Lord, I pray you just speak to their hearts. Lord, help them to make that decision today. 
Lord, that they might decide to receive you and then follow you and your plan for their life. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for loving each and every one of us. Thank you for giving us hope and a future. Lord, no matter what goes on around us, no matter how bleak things seem, Lord, you still have a hope and a future for us and a plan. So, Lord, help us to hear, help us to see, help us to obey. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Um, we don't have to.